Hey legends, Cody Byrne here. Just wanted to say thank you so much for following us on this amazing journey. It's been incredible, life-changing, amazing, profound, and we're so thankful to have you alongside of us. At Tribes Church, we are so excited to present to you Tribes Online, which is our initial church expression that will lead us to our physical gatherings here in the near future. In addition to our regular Fit to Fight episodes, we're going to be sharing our tribe's messages with y'all, and I pray that they would encourage you, challenge you, and prepare you to stand fit to fight. Well, hey everyone, I hope that you've been enjoying everything that we have had planned so far. For me personally, this is such a monumental moment. It is so surreal. It is so um, just profound and beautiful because what we're doing right now was once just a, a distant dream, was once just a, a far off thought, was something that, that we had just imagined and said, what if one day, you know, and, and, and to, to feel like we had gotten this sort of this, this word from God and these, these you know, dreams and these, you know, these things that, that were being spoken to us, you know, that were once just so, so distant to now be standing here in the year 2020, and to be doing this together as Tribes Online is just beautiful. It is something that, that I couldn't anticipate the way it's unfolded. And I say all that just to say thank you for being a part of it. This is historic. This is beautiful. This is profound. And I really believe that the best is yet to come. I'm so passionate about this next portion of our time together as we dig into God's Word, where we have a conversation, an open dialogue, where I pray that, that what I've prepared really speaks to you in your current situation. Before we continue, I want to just remind you that, that the chat is open for you to drop any, anything that's responding to you or to open up a, a conversation. We'd love to interact during this time and be spoken to together. The other day, my son comes running into my, uh, my home studio, aka my bedroom. What's up, quarantine 2020? <laughs> and he comes running in, and he's two years old. His name is Brixton. He thinks he's a dinosaur, and I'm not going to tell him that he's not because his middle name is Rex, and he's an absolute legend. <laughs> but he comes running in, and he's like, Daddy! Daddy, Daddy, come here. Quick, quick, I have something to show you in his high-pitched, beautiful little voice. And, and I'm sitting on my bed, you know, doing a project, and I've got deadlines, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm busy. And he's like, Daddy, come here, come here. And part of me was thinking, like, son, it's, it's not a good time right now. Like, I'm working on something, and, you know, I've got to get this done, and, and I'm sorry, but, you know, wait five minutes, and you know, and, and in the past, that five minutes has unfortunately turned into a bit, bit long. You know, I'm thinking all these things and, and I had to stop myself and I had to realize that this is an opportunity. My son is inviting me to step into his world, to, to take a step out of what I'm doing, a step out of my world and a step into his. And so I just say, all right, son, you know, I'm going to drop what I'm doing. And I'm going to step into your world. I don't really know what to expect. Is it a mess? Did you, you know, did you break something? Did you, did you rip up something? Or, you know, did you and your sister do something crazy? I don't know what I'm going to step into. But 
he takes my hand and he pulls me out of the room and you know he's just running he's so excited and we we turn the corner and and there in the living room is a paper towel tower and his eyes just light up he says Daddy, look, look what I made. And I'm like, whoa, son, this is crazy. He's like, I know. And he he runs into it and busts the, the tower and it falls down and he's laughing and I'm laughing. And we have such a special moment. As I reflect on this, I, I was faced with, with two choices. Either to A, accept the invitation and to go and check something out or B, to reject the invitation and to stay in my world. You know, we believe that we have come from America to Australia to share a message with you. And this message message is that God has stepped into your world and is inviting you to step into His. Over the next few weeks, as we have this conversation, I want to be sharing uh, this specific encounter that we see in John chapter 4 in the Bible. And, and just a heads up, we're not going to run really fast. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take it slow and we're going to dive deep and, and really have this conversation about invitation. Here in John chapter 4, I want to just preface that, that it's important for us to understand the historical context that, that's happening during this specific period in time. So here we, we, we see this encounter between a, a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman. Now, the Samaritans and the Jews had some beef. They, they had some bad blood brewing for, for many years because the Jews, years and years before, had, had, had interracial marriages and, and their children were, were this mixed race and those were the Samaritans and people looked down upon this, this mixed race and there was racism and prejudice and all this anger and hatred and it had just been bubbling and brewing. And so the Jews didn't associate with the Samaritans and the Samaritans didn't associate with the Jews. So, so here, this is important because in John chapter 4, we see this encounter with Jesus, who is God, who is God in the flesh, who is 100% man, and who is 100% God, who came to this earth as a Jew, who goes into Samaria to have a conversation with a Samaritan woman. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 9. And I believe we will witness the beginnings of a powerful, powerful invitation. I want to go ahead and read this and then we'll dive in. Verse 4. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Verse 7, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. I want us to notice in verse 4, it says that, that now he, meaning now Jesus, 
had to go through Samaria. That he had to go through Samaria. I want to show you this map. Check this out. So at the bottom of this map, we have a Jewish region called Judea. And at the top of the map, we have a Jewish region called Galilee. Now, if you notice, in between Galilee and Judea is Samaria. Now, if you look at this this arrow, there's a path that goes around Samaria and up to Galilee. This is what the Jews would typically do. They would go out of their way. They would purposefully add time to their route. They would inconvenience themselves to take the long way around so that they didn't have to interact or have a conversation with the Samaritan. Now, if you notice, again, verse 4 says, Now he, Jesus, had to go through Samaria. In the summer of 2018, my wife and I were here in Perth on a holiday. Uh, we were getting some, some ice cream with some friends, and there, there was something we, we witnessed that, that I'll never forget. We were sitting outside, and there were these two young people sitting about here. And, and in, in a short distance away were two indigenous people walking toward them. Now, we're watching this encounter unfold, and these two young people were eating their ice cream, and we're paying attention. And all of a sudden, they look up, and they see these two indigenous people walking toward them. And these two young people, in such a panic, they look down, grab their bags, pick up their ice cream, and they just almost run away. And as I'm watching them, the, the indigenous people are walking here. They get up and run, and they walk all. They walk all the way around to their car over this way. See, they they didn't want to interact. They they didn't want to talk to these people for whatever reason. Racism, prejudice. I'm not sure, but but they get up and they go the long way around to avoid a conversation. I think this encounter that I saw paints a very strong picture of what we see in our world on a regular basis. Here in Australia, you know, we just had uh, National Reconciliation Week. We had National Sorry Day. And and I don't want to pretend like I understand or I know everything that's happened or that is happening. But we need to understand that, that there is injustice happening. Here in Australia, here in our backyard, around the world, in America, we've seen this past week. That there are things that, that people are doing, that they're going out of their way. They're avoiding people because they don't want to associate with certain kinds of people. What I want us to know is that Jesus, he looks up and, and he sees who's coming. He sees what's ahead of him, but yet he doesn't run away or go around. Instead, he goes directly to where that person is. Jesus doesn't ignore you. He doesn't go uh, around you. He goes directly to you, my friend. And, And see, here's the thing. Jesus has already made up his mind about you. Let that sink in. He's already made up his mind about you. And and I believe he's saying, I want to meet them. I want to talk to them. I want to have a conversation with them. I want to invite them in. Verses 6 and 7 talk about, you know, the, the, the Jesus. It says that, that, that Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, 
sat down by the well. Jesus, being tired, comes and he sits down by this well. And it was about noon. So here Jesus says he had to go to Samaria. So he doesn't go the long way around like all the other Jews. He, he goes directly to Samaria, directly to this well. And he sits down at the exact time because there's someone that he wants to meet in this place that no other Jew wants to go to. Verse 7 says, When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? Here we see two things. We see Jesus, his humanity and his divinity. We, we see this, his humanity, because he's, he's tired, because he's, he's thirsty. Being a human, he, he's tired from his journey and, and he's parched. He needs some water. So he sits down. We see his divinity and <clears throat> the fact that, that he knows that this woman would be there. That he knows that this woman is going to come to this well. That, that, that he's already made up his mind about going to Samaria. That he's got somebody on his mind that he wants to talk to. He, he, he knows something that we don't know. We see his divinity and his humanity. He says, can you give me a drink? I'm thirsty. Hey, hey excuse me. Can, can you give me a drink? And this is very interesting to me. And I wonder why, why Jesus does this. Why does he start his conversation with, can you give me a drink? And I believe it's, it's for a few reasons. Number one is that he, he finds common ground. He, he asks this woman for a drink because he wants to find common ground. The common ground is, is we as humans, we all need water. <laughs> We all need it. It's something that, that we cannot live without. And this is important to understand because here we see a picture of Jesus being relatable. That he relates to us as humans. That he understands what it means to be a human. He's thirsty. Can I have a drink? He finds common ground. It's also interesting because here we see that he invites her into a conversation. He invites this Samaritan woman into a conversation, which is something you didn't do as a Jewish man. You weren't supposed to associate with these people. You weren't supposed to go there, but yet Jesus goes where no one else wants to. And at this point, we see, right? Jesus says, verse 7, will you give me a drink? Notice verse 8, his disciples had gone into the town. So Jesus is alone with this woman at this well. She responds, and I just imagine this woman there minding her own business, maybe looking in the corner of her eye, thinking, why, why is there this why, why is this Jewish guy here? Why, why is he sitting down? It's, it's, it's the, the heat of the day. It's the, the middle of the day. What, what is he doing here? Like this is this is where I come at this time, and and he's here, and I'm confused, and now he's asking me for a drink. Like, hold up. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Don't you know, like, 
that, that, I, that I'm an outcast? Don't you see my gender? Don't you see that, that, that I'm not wanted, that, that I'm here in the middle of the day because, you know, the other women, they, they draw their water in the morning and the evening and, and that they don't want me. And I'm just this marginalized outcast and I have no place. So I have to come here alone and do this. Don't you see that you're not supposed to be talking to me? Jesus says, can you give me a drink? You know, it doesn't make sense to this woman why this Jewish man is talking to her. If you notice, she points out her ethnicity and her gender. She says, hold up. You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? You're not supposed to associate with me. Like, this, this doesn't add up. Like, don't you see me? You're not supposed to be doing this. But Jesus still asks her for a drink. He initiates the conversation, and he sees her. Because he speaks the words, my friend, it proves that he had already made up his mind about her. Because he speaks the words, it proves that he already has made up his mind about this woman. Jesus asks this question, can you give me a drink? And and he isn't just saying, can I have a drink? I believe he's saying something so much more powerful that that, that he's saying, do you know that that I see that you're a woman? Do you know that I I see that that you're a Samaritan? Don't you know that I see what what, what you're doing? Don't you know that, that you're the reason that I came here? That I came directly to Samaria because I wanted to talk to you. You know, I just feel like like Jesus is he, he's he's alluding to the fact that he's asking this woman this question because he wants her to know that he sees her and that he wants to invite her to see how he sees. You know, I think as as we look at at this portion, this part of this encounter, I think a lot of us maybe can't help but identify with this woman standing next to Jesus. I think if we really reflect and we're really honest, I think that that a lot of us would say that at some point in our lives we felt disqualified, we felt marginalized, we felt left out, judged based on our gender or our appearance or our skin color. We feel like we've been forgotten, like no one wants us. And could it be that Jesus is saying that that he sees all of those things, yet he still invites us into a conversation? If, If we're just being even more honest and more straight up, we can be comfortable with going to the well in the heat of the day because it's become normal to us. We we can be comfortable with with, with just believing that, man, this is how it is. You know, that they've only cheated once. Man, I, I don't think I'll ever be happy. I don't think I'll ever get that promotion. I'm just tired of getting my hopes up because they just get crushed time and time again. Maybe this is just it for me. So I'm just going to get comfortable and I'm just going to make my bed here because this is where I'm staying. Because if I keep getting my hopes up, I'm going to be disappointed and I'm tired of being hurt. 
we can get comfortable with living at the well because if we don't get comfortable, the pain is just too much. Some of us are there at the well right now and, 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 and you've been looking at Jesus. First it was out of the corner of your eye, but now, now, now you're just looking at him and, and, and we don't really know if we want to engage. He's asked us this question and we're like, man, the, the, like his words are laced with hope and he's looking at me differently and, and I feel like there's some love behind his eyes and, and I just feel like there's something different, but I don't know if I want to engage because I don't know if I'm going to be disappointed. But could it be that this invitation will change everything? Could it be that this conversation with Jesus at the well of your life could change everything? And now there's some of us who have sat at the well, that we've been at the well, we've engaged with Jesus, we've accepted the invitation, but we've gotten up off the table and we've walked out. And could it be that Jesus is saying, can I have a drink? Could it be that he is asking you once more to engage in a conversation? See, friends, Jesus has come to you. Maybe you're watching this because a friend sent it to you. Maybe you're watching this because your boyfriend or your girlfriend dragged you to their house to, to watch this. And you you got to watch this. Maybe you've just stumbled upon it. Maybe you've been forced to consider it an invitation. Maybe you're watching on purpose, but honestly wondering what you've stepped into. Consider this an invitation on behalf of Jesus. Maybe someone has spoken about Jesus to you before. Consider these invitations. See, the beautiful thing about Jesus, my friend, is that he won't ever stop showing up to the well. He won't ever stop coming directly to where you are because he is the reason, that, because you are the reason that he's come. He won't ever stop showing up. He won't ever stop pursuing that conversation. He won't ever stop asking for a drink because he wants to engage with you. He wants to come directly to where you are. And in fact, he already has. He's stepped into your world and he's asking you to engage in a conversation because he wants you to step into his world. So ask yourself this as we close. What are you going to do with this, this invitation to a conversation with the God of the universe? Let's pray. God. I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for every single person watching. Lord, I thank you for every single person that will one day watch. God, I, I pray that this, this word, this truth would just sit heavily. That we would begin to think, what if there is an invitation? What, what if this is, this is real? I mean, that, that would change everything. God, I pray for everyone listening. That they would know that you have come directly to their world, that you've stepped into their mess, that you've stepped into their situations and you have your hands wide open. Can I have a drink? I see you. I see all the things that other people want to run from, but yet I'm running towards you. 
I pray that we would receive this, God, and that you would work in this invitation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Fit to Fight podcast. If you want to know more about tribes and our heartbeat and our mission, or even how you can be a part of joining our team, we'd love to invite you to head to tribesaustralia.com for more information. We love you. We're praying for you. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a great day.